how to make shungite water. Grab a glass, throw in your shungite stones, pour the water on the top, let it set. Grab a new glass of refreshing shungite water and allow it to detox your energy. Feel and embrace your new balanced self. This has been how to make shungite water. Scan and buy your shungite today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest calling in from Chandler, Arizona is Brooke Kikos. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here. Well, we're excited to hear all about who you are and what you do and how you serve the world. So, Nicole, do you have a bio on her? So Brooke Kikos helps those who feel alone and lost to discover their truth and stand in their personal power using her training as a magnetic mindset coach, rapid transformational therapist, clinical hypnotist, and relationship mentor. Brooke Kikos is the owner of Life Coaching Goddess. Her passion and purpose is to help others heal from past traumas, toxic relations, and limiting beliefs that are no longer serving them. Welcome to the show, Brooke. Thank you for having me. So excited. Life coaching goddess? Is that what I heard? Yes, indeed. I know. Isn't well, that a great name? <laughs> it, it is. It is. Well, so what does this life coaching goddess do? So I really, my passion and my purpose here is to help not only um, empower women or men, um, individuals that have been stuck in abusive or toxic relationship cycles. So I'm very excited about being able to teach people not only why we get stuck in those patterns, right, um, by teaching them mindset tools and the rules of the mind, but also showing them that through hypnotherapy, um, they can access that subconscious mind where we really have all of our programs um, from birth. So seeing that that is why we get stuck in our repeated cycles is because of some type of childhood trauma that we've had or some belief or story or perception of ourselves that we carry with us that keeps us limited in our lives. So when you're, when you're talking with someone about those different traumas, do you have to dig deep to find out what the exact trauma is or... You know, how, how does that work? So you, you cut out a little bit. So can you repeat the question? I apologize. When you're working with your client and you're talking mm -hmm. about the traumas, how does that work actually? Do you, you know, do you have to dig and find the exact trauma or do you get, you know, a certain age bracket? What, what does that entail? So I usually find the clients that are not in their cocoon stage, but in their caterpillar stage, right? So they're realizing that something's not working in their life, right? And they're recognizing, okay, I'm repeating the same patterns. I'm finding the same type of uh, partner, um, whether that be a narcissistically abusive person or someone that's toxic and it's not loving them, right? Or not meeting their needs. And they're recognizing this, right? So they're in that caterpillar stage where they're ready to transform. They're ready to see the whys, right? What's, what's, why does it keep coming up for them? Why do they keep staying limited in their lives? And so with that, we can discover 
a lot of um, even on just one call discover a lot of their limiting beliefs in just one a few questions to be honest because everybody always has something that's their core beliefs right so as the detective <laughs> right i look at what what is limiting them right what is what is something that they're always repeatedly telling themselves right and for a lot of people that i find especially people that are trapped in toxic relationships is that core belief that i'm not good enough you know, I'm not lovable or I'm not deserving or worthy of um, an amazing relationship because I have never felt good enough. You know, I think that's, you know, true with probably the majority of the population. Somewhere along the line, you felt like you weren't good enough for whatever that purpose might be, whether it's a relationship or business. So when, when you're working with your clients, do you find that those limiting beliefs and those those traumas also impact their business life as well as their personal life? All the time because it limits them, which I work with a lot of people in business because of being a mindset coach, um, I'm trying to show them that things that are limiting them kind of incorporates in all areas of their life, right? Not just the relationships to self or others, but also within how they show up in their business or um, as an entrepreneur or as, you know, just someone that's in the actual workplace, right? If you don't have the confidence or you don't feel like you're good enough, a lot of people are like, okay, well, I don't know if I can do this. And then when they start to do something or they're like, okay, well, maybe I'll try, they somehow procrastinate or self-sabotage themselves because they they don't believe in themselves, right? And they also don't realize that they're capable of doing more, right? So they're limiting them somehow somewhere, somewhere there's a story from childhood or something that's happened in their life where they have this um, perception of self that's not capable of showing up. That's a lot of the times is in public speaking, especially, right? Because that's a scary place to be. You have to be vulnerable. So people are so afraid of being vulnerable these days. Well, yeah, I think that goes right alongside of not being good enough is like, I'm going to be judged. You know, what are they going to think of me? And, you know, that type of thing, right? And that that little self-sabotager sometimes can just sneak in there and you don't even know it, right? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's so true. It's even being the mindset coach that I have and the person that's learned so much about neuroscience and then working with my mind and healing my mind and, you know, all the other dynamics of healing my own trauma. I still find myself getting trapped in like that negative pattern, that cycle, right? Where I self-sabotage myself and I'm aware, I'm consciously aware enough to say, oh, there it is again. I'm self-sabotaging myself, right? So it's about raising your own consciousness, right? And that's what I really teach um, on a lot of women's summits and when I talk to my clients because it is showing people that when well, we can have that higher awareness by accessing our conscious mind, right? we're gonna be able to see our patterns in a, in a different way. We're gonna become like the observer, right? And we're gonna say, oh, wow, that's what's limiting me. Or when I do that, I'm self-sabotaging myself because I went and emotionally eaten, but I wanted to actually lose weight or you know, whatever that looks like for you. You're gonna to begin to see that process and you're gonna be able to stop yourself and say, no, I, I refuse to self-sabotage myself this time, right? Because you're gonna be learning from your patterns and growing, expanding and evolving. Well, yeah, and the key there is like, recognizing when it pops in there like you say you know all the yeah. training that you've gone through all of a sudden there it is and you're like what <laughs> right you know so our healing journey is something that you know 
constantly grows with us, right? It, it, it never stops, you know, that learning process and that digging, you know, and, and, and just coming up out of nowhere, you know, and I, do you find too that it may not necessarily It may not necessarily be um, that person's own stuff, but maybe something they attracted from someone else and it kind of hung in there alongside of, or even maybe, you know, coming through the genealogy. Yeah, I actually do find that a lot. I always tell people, you know, we model our, our parents' behavior or those that we were around, right? So when we're around those people, we're going to take that in and we're going to say, oh, you know, we think that we're modeling that behavior. So perhaps we're taking that story and that perception of what we think we should show up like, right? And because that's what we've been conditioned to believe, not because it was our own belief system, it was someone else's belief system, right? So we adopted it because we didn't have another belief system to see or we didn't create our own because we thought we had to show up that way, right? So I always see people that honestly, I, it was a story for myself, you know, I was raised in a very controlling, abusive religious sect and very limited beliefs. And I adopted that story and had those perceptions because that's what I was conditioned to believe I had to believe, right? I was never being allowed to break free from that. Right. And, you know, you don't know what you don't know. You yeah. Know? And so as life goes on, you know, you are a product of your environment, so to speak. And we'll get deeper into that on the second half of how that really impacts everyone, because that, you know, that's how it all begins. Right. You know, so well, when working with those clients, you know, it's just, you know, are, are you specifically working with men? Do you work with men and women? Or do you like women over men? You know, how, how, does, how does that, you know, because some people say, oh, I just like, you know, one sector or the other. Or, you know, are you looking for entrepreneurs? Are you looking, you know, for all mm -hmm. levels of, of growth? How, you know, kind of yeah. tell us a so little I bit about how that works. I work with anyone, um, either women or men, but I mean, obviously working with women is what speaks to me because I believe that, um, you know, the divine feminine has been more wounded, right, by um, type of abusive and toxic cycles because we kind of get trapped into that, right? So kind of helping empower women, not only to see, okay, where is this why is this happening for me, right? We all get, because that's what was my story. So um, being trapped in that type of stuff myself. So I really do love working um, more with women to show them, right? Um, what a conscious partner looks like. What happens for them when that does happen, when you do attract a healthy partner? And then how do you attract someone that is good for you and good for your soul and going to be supportive and loving? So I really, um, that's my passion. I feel like my purpose here. Yeah, I can hear it in your voice and, mm -hmm. and, you know, just feel it in your energy, which is really powerful because it, it is about empowering women because so mm -hmm. many women, you know, that, that I've come across and you see it all the time, you know, they get out of that abusive relationship and then they're like a fish out of water and don't know what to do. And all of a sudden they're back in it because it, it's familiar and, and they don't want to be alone and, you know, a lot of fear and guilt and you know, all kinds of stuff comes in, right? And so, so you need to work through that. And I, you know, when you look at the, the group consciousness of everything, you know, on the planet, you know, 
Beverly. This meeting is being recorded. Okay, so, so when you're you're working with these clients, and and you know, again, I have to agree with you about women. You know, women have kind of got the brunt of it over you know time and and, and decades, right, throughout civilizations. Yet, you know, in, in the recent you know um, years, more men are coming forward. You know, also with that abuse, and the abuser doesn't necessarily always you know have to be that father figure. It can come from the mother figure, right, or even you know a wife. It's it's kind of like you attract, and and I think maybe you can tap on this a little bit where where in, in a relationship because we end up with parent issues father issues or mother issues right that we tend to look for that in a relationship and then you get the same partner you know that is going to treat you in that same manner can you capitalize on that just a little bit um, I sure can, because that is a lot of my own story. You know, I work, when I work with clients, I talk to them about the mom, the mother wound and the father wound, right? Or what people like to call mommy issues or daddy issues, right? What they call, you know, but what it really is, is that wounding that was caused from either or of the parents. For me, I had the father wound. And so when I had that, again, I was looking for love and chasing um, acceptance from another male since I wasn't getting those needs met as a child. Right, and so it's the same thing for um, someone with a mother wound, which you see show up in a lot in, in males. So males that get trapped into abusive relationships with a narcissistically abusive woman are because they have that mother wound, right? And so it's like this perfect magnet of you know the empath and the narcissist, and they attract each other because they are both wounded somehow, right? And the empath is more of accepting and wants to be treated and loved and accepted because of whatever the her wound is. And then the narcissist is obviously just trying to get their needs met because they never had them met as well, right? So it's just this absolute hurricane of <laughs> perfect storm. <laughs> An accident waiting to happen, right? <laughs> exactly. So it's like, you know, it doesn't matter what you do, it's going to not turn out well. And they're both going to be in that same cycle over and over and over again until someone breaks free right someone raises enough awareness to say this is not a normal relationship but that's all each of those people have ever known so that is they're they're used to the highs and lows and then once you are with the abuser you have you start to have the reactive abuse is what they call right because then you start acting like your abuser and you start to be angry and react and you you know all of these pieces and so it's just it's toxic both ways so you know you can't say that, um, you know, being a survivor of it, right? I can't say that I didn't have any fault. We're both at fault, right? We both needed to raise enough awareness to see that we both had unhealthy coping mechanisms and we both were doing something that wasn't healthy in the relationship, right? So it was about who was going to gain awareness first, right? Who was going to heal themselves first? So have, have you worked with couples that have come together as a joint and find that they both, you know, have gone beyond, you know, what those issues were and gotten limited those, the, you know, rid of the traumas and ended up in a very happy, healthy relationship. Have you ever had that outcome? You know, I have never worked with couples, but that is something that I hope to do in the future. Um, because as a, um, someone that went through the healing journey, I find that 
it helps you to see that, you know what, there is someone out there that is a healthy, conscious, supportive partner for you. And once you find them, they're going to trigger in you everything that needs to heal. And that's what happened for me. I found a, a healthy, conscious man. I didn't even realize it at the time that I had found him. It was a gift. <laughs> and <laughs> what that did, it was teaching me all of the things that needed to heal within myself, right? Every um, thing or trigger or thing from my past relationships, emotional flashbacks and stuff, it was showing me, okay, this is my trauma and this is what needs to heal. So if you find someone that is willing to show up and support you through that healing journey, you're going to create this amazing conscious relationship where the, the, there is real love and it is infinite. And it's this connection that is beyond belief because you're both going to be healed and you can also grow and evolve together. Oh, that's, that's beautiful, you know, and it is a gift when you can find someone that supports you in, in, in the worst times and in the, in the good times, right? Because that can be a challenge sometimes, you know, to, you know, they have an understanding and a love that's just there to help you heal and, and watch you grow and as you grow together. So that's beautiful. Wow, what a subject to talk about. We're going to take a short break, Brooke, and then we're going to come back. How to make shungite water. Grab a glass, throw in your shungite stones, pour the water on the top, let it sit. Grab a new glass of refreshing shungite water and allow it to detox your energy. Feel and embrace your new balanced self. This has been how to make shungite water. Scan and buy your shungite today. Hello everyone and welcome back to 360 Wisdom Speaks. Our guest calling in from Arizona is Brooke Kikos. Welcome back to the show. Nicole, I think you've got some questions for. Yeah, Brooke. I do. Uh, Brooke, I always have questions. God, my goodness. Are you <laughs> kidding me? That, you know, the question I always have to ask because my spirit guides are more like um, Osiris and uh, the underworld. So that's that deep Jungian, in, get into that deep tissue massage, right? Figure out what's going on in all of us and what we're all really made up individually. Because we love to talk about this whole big picture and what our niche is, but as the individual goes, and I'm sure you see it in coaching, we always have to kind of get in that onion and peel that onion and really get deep in there and find out what that dark night of the soul moment was. So for you, and I, I'm sure you have a few, um, but what was the main one that really was like, hey, I need to get over this in myself and pull myself up and be that goddess and teach others how they can have this beautiful relationship with themselves and with others and have a dynamic, uh, um, you know, have that dynamic uh, relationship with everybody. Because it, as we change, everything around us changes. What was that like for you? Um, you are correct. I've, I think I've had a few of them. Um, and I think it was like, just kind of like a, a slap in the face to be like, you know, another awakening, if you will, to say, stop, like this is, this doesn't serve you anymore, right? Um, my first one I would have to say is after my um, ex-husband passed um, tragically from addiction. And when that happened, um, he was the father to our two sons. That was extreme um, 
of a blow of shock um, and watching my boys grieve and, you know, the grieving process overall, it became something that I was like, okay, whoa, something has to change. Um, I was already doing kind of a healing journey, but I hadn't really seen more awareness, right? I hadn't really stopped um, living in the cycles that I was. So with that, it was super painful. Um, I would not want to go through it again. <laughs> it was, that's how much pain it was. But now I realized what, that it gave me, it was um, a gift to help me to realize that I could um, raise my own consciousness, that I could heal myself and I could move forward. Oh, thank you for sharing that. You know, it's, it's, it's always, you know, hard to progress over that death of someone. And I believe you said that was drug addiction. Was that correct? That's correct. Yeah. And, you know, so even if we see it coming, my daughter just passed and she was an alcoholic and she was a drug addict and she just couldn't get over it. Um, but to understand that, that we see it coming and it's how do we prepare for that? Right. And then to have that moment happen, but the, you know, and then, to grieve through it, you must grieve through it, and you must give yourself the the patience and the grace uh, to have those moments. You know, whether it's yelling or shouting or crying in your pillow or not trying to be around your kids, you know, because you want them to lift up, but you know, to be truthful with them. And the beauty is that right now is that you have moved past that point, and now you're able to share that with other people. You know, because you're sharing as a coach the reflection it had on you. And and that's how we heal others. And we share with people how to heal. It's because we heal ourselves. And that's what we're here on this planet for. And 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 to move on. When when you started coaching, I noticed you do RTT. So you do the relation uh, uh, rapid transformational therapy. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. And I've had that with a coach. I love it. I, I like the hypnosis. I do like that, that guided kind of, let me just get in there and plug it out because I, I think you just kind of release a little bit when you're hypnotized and you allow yourself to hypnotize. It's nice to really have somebody come in because when we're talking one-to-one -one and you're having a session, it's kind of hard to get into that uh, because we're so stuck in ourselves. And the beauty of that is even when you talk to your clients, do you notice that it helps you when you're talking to your clients, just uh, pull out those little things and help them detach, even if you're not in the therapy? Completely. So I do something on the side as well. It's called rewire therapy sessions because being um, a rapid transformational therapist, you're really taught how to be like a detective, right? Like when you go into hypnosis and you're working with the subconscious mind, that's what we're doing in there. We're being a detective to try to understand the stories and perceptions that you are holding on to, that mind is holding on to, right? So that's why you keep repeating the same patterns or behaviors, right? Or you have the addictions, right? Um, that you cannot release. So it's the same thing with others. I'm able to really draw out the, what is limiting them, right? What are their core beliefs in, in a very short period of time and help them bring more awareness to these things and how they can evolve themselves, right? How they can move forward and it, it can happen so quickly that's what i love about the therapy that i do you know i i have people that come in all the time for public speaking because being an entrepreneur you have to be someone that shows up you publicly are in the the eye right you're on social media you're doing speaking events you're doing what we're doing right here right we're on a a podcast right those type of things and you have to learn how to be able to show up for them 
Uh, you know, absolutely. And and that le I love how you said that because, you know, uh, we're obviously public speakers here on 360 Wisdom Speaks, right? That's what we do. We speak to the public. Going live, um, I, I really started speaking and, uh, you know, getting into that. And it's, it's really great when you talk about that because you're looking at the fact that that self-criticizing, that saboteur that's in there like, is my hair okay? Is this the right color? Am I wearing the right necklace? Oh my God, I can't believe I wore this. This is the wrong lipstick. And your mind's walking through this while you're on stage or you're online and this whole the butterfly is coming in. And is that the excitement of coming in? Are you really holding yourself back? And sometimes in speaking, we get in our own way, not necessarily the fear of being in front of the camera, but really, um, I, I know for, for me, I always use myself as an example, it was putting the format and the content together. That's finding myself and how to tell a story. And can I tell an honest story to people, um, you know, without that, uh, that's helpful to them. What was that like for you on this journey to be able to, to speak and come out and to almost perform, right? You know, YouTube and Zoom is our TV production. It's our media production. Um, and, and, you know, you're here, you're very comfortable, um, and you're just ready to go. And what was that transition like for you to just be like, here I am, I'm just going to press this button. I'm ready to go. I'm showing up for myself and others. That was uh, scary. Um, I was a person that had to do my own healing work within my own way to say I can show up because I was terrified of public speaking. When I had a mentor tell me, she was like, you know what, I see yourself, I see you're going to be on speaking events, and you're going to be on summits, and you're going to be doing this and this. And I was like, uh, no way. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe her. And then here I am, right? I'm doing all types of those things, right? <laughs> Realize I had my own limiting belief, my own fear of it, right? So I knew I had to be able to just conquer that. And once I did, now I'm like on international speaking events, you know, I'm on podcasts all the time. Like I'm showing up in a totally completely different way and confident and not having to have the same nerves of the butterflies like you talked about that, you know, used to happen for me. Right, right. Uh, you know, and I know for me, it was speaking to a different crowd. So it was really about formatting and i tell and and, and the, the reason this is is good for uh, people to hear is whether you're speaking or just talking or working with a client or working in a relationship talking to a friend or talking to someone you love or even what what you say in your head what are you really saying is it really your truth how are you formatting the story and so i went from a different crowd so my background law enforcement and security that's a different crowd i'm talking to than than healers and so being able to talk more in the heart sense and and work with the throat but to stay in my my uh, uh, solar plexus and 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 to me it's hey if you don't speak and the beauty of this show is sharing with our guests is if we don't have guests on and we don't speak uh, first of all people can't find us we have no business but but secondly people can't learn if they don't see you and we're online what is that change for you to be able to be online and just find people easily well, I think for me, it was, I was also afraid to show up on social media too, right? I was like, what is this? This is foreign. I didn't like it. Um, I was so anti-social media before getting into this space. And then now here I am, I'm like, I'm all over it. <laughs> I'm like everywhere, right? So my face is everywhere. You can find me everywhere. And also being unafraid to share my message, right? Because that's what we do. That's why my passion is 
is sharing my message because I didn't go through everything that I went through, not to help people that have gone through the same thing, right? I'm here to help them walk the same path, break free from the same thing so that they can have the freedom and the joy and the love in their lives that they deserve. Oh, that's awesome. Because if you do get off those those blocks uh, that people have on social media, especially being an empath with all the nastiness and the conversation that people have and the fact that people have no censorship of, oh, if I was in front of you, I probably wouldn't say that. Um, or, you know, um, or if I was in front of you, maybe I wouldn't support you because of your decision, but the whole group dynamic is, and the sheeple are, so I do too. So, so for, you know, getting over that kind of conspiracy or that hatred, but re flipping that script and saying, hey, social media can be for the good. Zoom can be for the good. You know, uh, virtual reality can be for the good. What do your newsletters say? That's your way to sparkle people. That's your way to shine. That's a way to give tidbits or say hello or to laugh a little bit and to connect with people. And hopefully that they connect in person, you know, so you we can find them. And, and to really just change that dynamic of when do we need to get on what's good for you and not worry about all the algorithms or anything else that, you know, especially when we're manifesting and sharing as coaches to say, you know, hey, it's, it's good to love yourself and connect with it when you can and be okay with the visibility. I think really uh, social media and, and getting on podcast is a visibility issue. And we want to, we want to, you know, kind of swing. That's what we're doing here on this podcast is swing people in a different way to say, hey, what's your service? What's your business with a heart? How are you an entrepreneur and how can you help people so others can find you so we could share and we're collaborating? And it, it just brings the prosperity um, for you. How has that changed for you to be able to get out and, uh, and to just share and to say, hey, do you see... Um, you know, with your clients, the connection where you have changed, and I'm sure your social media has changed, but now your clients find a change and you see the whole trail now. What is that like from the big picture when you're looking back? When I look back, I see myself like it was like where I was showing up and I was not really um, being authentic, right? You know, everybody's like, oh, be authentic, be authentic. But <laughs> I, was also, I was still having those things where I was still showing up as how I thought it was supposed to be showing up, right? Um, and you kind of can get lost in that within social media, right? Cause you're seeing everybody else. You're bombarded with so much when you kind of in that space. So it's really just being able to stay focused and seeing how that has changed and evolved. Right. And now it's like, okay, no, I'm just going to show up when I want to show up and, and be myself and I'm share my message and hopefully it resonates with someone and it, and it does, right. It always will. There's always going to be some out, someone out there that's going to say, oh my God, that's me. And they're going to connect with you and they're going to want to work with you. Oh gosh. Yes. Yes. And you see the change and you look at yourself and, and the good thing about that is you can watch yourself change and you can see the reflection of, of what you're giving in the world of prosperity um, and how we're changing uh, everybody around us and being the collective uh, and, and, you know, just uh, being that positive force and to see change. And that's how people learn about modalities like RTT or Reiki healing or being a psychic or UFOs for goodness sakes. Uh, when we set that message out and we're not worried any longer of saying, uh, you know, hey, nobody knows about this. Well, do they not know about it? 
are you just not telling them? You're keeping the secret. So to keep the secret, to keeping your truth, and to not kind of being the victim to kind of vomit on people, just be the gentle guider and the nudger of the guidance and allowing the people that want to work with you, that are worthy of working with you, work with you, right? Yes, exactly. You have to be able to do that and show up like that because that's what's going to make you successful. Oh, 100%, 100%. And I think it's time for to bring Beverly back in. Thank you so much. It's always a great chat. And to share that journey, uh, we're going to bring Beverly back into that conversation because we've got more questions for you. <laughs> wow. It's just, you know, this is what I really love about the show is you get to sit back and just listen to that conversation, you know, and it's a powerful message and, and the work that you're doing here and the impact that you're making on the lives of people. And that is going to change humanity too. You know, any healing that happens with anyone, it ripples and ripples and ripples. And so mm -hmm. it's very powerful what you're doing. And it's, it's been an honor and a pleasure having you here. What I have to ask of you now is, could you please share three tips that the audience can walk away with today, leave the show, and actually begin to incorporate that into their lives right now? Yeah, three tips. Um, you know, I would definitely say um, something to do with your own mindset, right? I think that humanity as a whole is suffering. Um, I think our young ones are suffering from depression and anxiety and having to show up in a world that is um, kind of unforgiving, right? So I would definitely say right now, the most important thing for you is taking time for your mental health. People, you know, take time for their physical health and all these other things, but realizing that mental health is so important, um, how your mindset is, how you are showing up for yourself and realizing that your self-care um, is going to be the most powerful thing for you um, and how you're going to create your life, right? Also, another tip is to start to reflect. You know, we are in a society that we are constantly on the go. We are bombarded by, you know, we're just talking about social media. We're bombarded on every level of distraction, right? So when we can learn how to slow down, take a moment, reflect, meditate, whatever that looks like for you, we start to have some a little bit more awareness about ourselves. We start to ground in. We're able to, to be more present in the moment rather than running ahead or looking in the past or any of those things. So be present, right, is what I, was my gift for you today because we are not present enough in society. Um, a third gift I would say would probably be the fact that, you know what, take time to just be, okay? We're always doing and going, right? It's another Part of that part of that self-care but when i say just be that means that it's okay with whatever you're doing that moment i think we have a lot of worry and anxiety because we haven't learned how to just like disconnect right and just be okay with just not doing anything whatsoever right we're always trying to look for the next thing and that causes anxiety and really stresses our mental health and how we show up in the world so i just like to say create mindfulness things and that you can do and incorporate into your day every day that's going to help you live a more stress-free life. Oh, thank you so much for sharing. And that is so true. So, so true. You know, it's, it's things that we know we know, but we don't act on them, right? 
And mm-hmm. so that reminder is always a good thing. And to take that moment of, of time for the self, you know, and, and be able to work within that and, and find that inner peace and know that it's okay. It's like, hey, I'm going to shut the computer off and I am just going to go, mm-hmm. you know, for a walk in nature. Or, you know, I'm going to turn the TV on and find me a funny movie to watch and not feel guilty about doing it, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Brooke, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show today. And the conversation was just awesome. And if the audience out there, so if any of you are still listening here, which I'm sure you are, is to comment on what she shared here today and how it's impacted your life. Let her know all of her information is going to be attached to the video and attached to the audio. So if you want to reach out to her, you can find her wherever she is. Like she said, look at this beautiful face. She's all over social media and go out and find her. Make a difference in your life. When you make a difference in your life, you make a difference in the life of the world. So thank you again, Brooke, for being here. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us as well. And this is 360 Wisdom Speak saying we'll see you on the next episode. How to make shungite water. Grab a glass, throw in your shungite stones, pour the water on the top, let it sit. Grab a new glass of refreshing shungite water and allow it to detox your energy. Feel and embrace your new balanced self. This has been how to make shungite water. Scan and buy your Shungite today.